Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short, about a 13-minute Bible study every single day, getting us into God's Word and thereby helping us to stay focused in our relationship with God and upon our soul's salvation. But it also helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith day by day, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. You know people in your life who need to turn their thinking, their focus in life around. Help them to do that by sharing these short studies with them every day. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. But make that commitment and start sharing with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, literally everybody you can. Every day you may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, talking about false teaching and false teachers in particular. We've been talking about how a lot of people, they will, they will use expressions or statements that are intended to excuse them even if they are believing false doctrine. They'll say, well, okay, you understand that particular text of Scripture in that way, but we understand it a different way. Or, you know, what you say, okay, for you, but it's not okay for me. Or it's just a matter of interpretation. You interpret it one way, we interpret it another way. That's not okay. In fact, the Apostle Peter said that no prophecy, no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. Well, you see, it's not a matter of how I interpret it. It's a matter of how God meant it, the truth that God conveyed into those scriptures. And I'm responsible for understanding that truth according to God's will. I'll be held accountable for how I follow God according to his word. I'm going to be held accountable. Every single one of us will be. In Acts chapter 17, beginning with verse 30, the apostle Paul said this, truly these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. I'm not sure I understand exactly when that time was that Paul was referring to. I believe some distant Old Testament period of time where God in some way tolerated to some extent some ignorance on the part of individuals. But however we don't understand that, Paul says that time's over. That period's past because now God commands all men everywhere to repent. He has sent his son into the world to bring us the gospel of Christ, to bring us Christianity, to establish the church upon this earth. And he expects us to follow him his way. Paul goes on in verse 31 and he says, because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world. Now that's you and me individually, personally, in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained, he has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. Well, that's what Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10 as well. He said, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ 
that each one may give, may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Every single one of us are going to be held accountable before our Lord on that final day of judgment. And so we cannot just say, well, well, my preacher said such and such. No, we're going to be judged by the word of God. John chapter 12 and verse 48, Jesus said, the word that I have spoken shall judge you in the last day. God's word will all be held accountable for knowing and living by God's word. So, but people say, well, my preacher says such and such. And if my preacher says it, surely it must be right. Not necessarily. Preachers are human beings just like every, uh, every one of us. And human beings make mistakes. We need to know what God's word says. And then we need to hold what the preacher says up to the mirror of God's word, what it says. And if what the preacher says does not conform to, or if it contradicts what God's word says, we need to reject what the preacher says. And saying, well, the preacher, do you really think God will hold me accountable if the preacher said such and such, if he taught me wrong? Yes. Remember what we just read? Each one of us must appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. God will hold every single one of us accountable. Well, We've talked about what preachers say sometimes, some preachers. Some preachers say, well, the Bible's a collection of man's wisdom. We can't fully trust all of it to be God's word. Well, that's false. The Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16 that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is God's very word. And God cannot lie, Titus chapter 1 and verse 2. My preacher says church tradition and creeds are equally as authoritative as the Bible. False. Again, false. God's word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Hebrews 4 and verse 12. We will be judged by God's word on the final day of judgment. John 12 and verse 48. Well, another one. My preacher says, God may have used evolution to create the world. This is called theistic evolution. This is trying to accept what the evolutionists, and so many of whom, at the basis of evolution at least, are atheists or skeptics or agnostics, and all of those terms basically describe the same philosophy or belief system. Well, they say, well, you know, okay, but they, here are these theistic evolutionists. And they say, we believe in God, but we believe in science over what God's word says in Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2. Now, they wouldn't put it that way, but they would say, well, okay, what all that says there on day one, God created this, on day two, God created this, and day three, God created this. In seven days, or in six days, God created everything, the earth and everything that we see on it. They say those days 
were long periods of time, eons of time, millions and millions of years, maybe even billions of years in some cases. They don't trust what the word simply says in those chapters. They don't trust that to be exactly the way God meant it to be understood. And so they try to twist what it says and make it fit into what science has told them. But the science behind what they have been told as science, as far as the evolution is concerned, is not science. It's not true science. It's what some people want us to believe to be science. But it's still a theory that has not been proven and cannot be proven because it's made up of a whole lot of hypotheses, a whole lot of conjecture, a whole lot of theories. And it does not conform with what God's word says. The Bible says, in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Exodus 20 and verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Genesis 1 and verse 1. For every house is built by some man, but he that built all things is God. Hebrews 3 and verse 4. God did not need evolution to help him create life on this earth and put all the stars and the planets and the moon and the earth and all just the right place to support each other so that we can enjoy life in this world. God didn't need that to help him do his work. God created it all, created it all. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 3. We need to hold God's word up as being the basis, the foundation of true science and stop trying to make God's word conform to what some people speculate to be science. God's word does not contradict true science. True science does not contradict God's word. We need to understand the difference between true science and what a lot of people want us to believe to be science, but have not proven and cannot prove. My preacher says, I should wait for a better felt than told conversion experience. Hmm. Well, what does the Bible say? And now why do you wait? Ananias asked Saul of Tarsus. Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling in the name of the Lord. Acts 22 and verse 16. Should Paul have just waited? Well, Saul, as he was known at that time, should he have said to Ananias, <clears throat> wait a minute, Ananias, I know the Lord sent you to teach me the gospel, but I'm waiting for 
a, this, this warm feeling to come across me. <clears throat> I'm waiting for this emotional experience to tell me that I've been saved. No, the Lord sent Ananias to say exactly what he taught Saul. What are you waiting for? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling in the name of the Lord. In other words, obey the gospel of Christ. Acts 22 and verse 16. Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture to teach the eunuch from Ethiopia the gospel of Christ. And they came into a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught, caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. Acts chapter 8, verses 35 through 39. God's word. That's reliable because it's God's truth. And there is no truth, true truth, besides God's truth. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for giving us the truth of your word. So clear, so easy to understand, and the best way for us to live our lives on this earth. Praise be to you, Father. Guide us to embrace it and live by it, to conform our lives to it, always. And we pray for this lesson to be learned by people all over the world, to their salvation and to your glory. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.